1: everyone. Welcome back to Call Waiting. It's me, your friend, Robin Shawl. Hope you're all doing well. I'm very excited for today's episode. Today's episode is my double life, and we are interviewing one of my favorite people on the planet he's a drag queen which is so fun and so excited I've started to get really into that whole culture because of him and I also am really excited he's one of my favorite people because he also happens to be my cousin (laughs) so there's gonna be so much to this interview and I can't wait but before then I have so much to go over we're about to leave on tour this is so exciting if you want to see me live head to www.robinshaw.com we're going all over, we're going to Detroit, Phoenix, Seattle, Canada, <laughs> all over Canada. we going to Toronto, Vancouver. Um, I'm leaving out places, but most exciting is I'm in the New York Comedy Festival doing town hall. So get your tickets now at www.robinschaw. Also, every week you can find out the topic and call in yourself by following me at Robin Shaw comic on Instagram and TikTok. Okay, so double life. You're like Robin. You lead a double life. I did for many, many years. So here's the story. Growing up, as a lot of you may know, I wore leg braces like Forrest Gump for three years, from first grade to third grade, because I had a bone disease. Then fourth grade, I had four hip surgeries, so I didn't go to any fourth grade. And then I had more surgery in seventh grade. So from first to seventh grade, I was barely in school. I was in and out. I and every teacher just kept passing me because I'm adorable. <laughs> like I'd make my, I'd make all these teachers my friends. I'd bring in treats, you know. And when I was there, you know, I would always raise my hand. My double life was I never learned how to read because I didn't go to school, and I kept getting passed. Again, I also think this is because this was the, you know, some New York public school. Like I think I just slipped through the crack. So what happened was I got to sixteen not being able to read. And it was, I know you're like, how is this a double life exactly? Because I would, no one knew this secret. I was I was incognito as a person (laughs) that knew how to read and no one would know because if I was in school so what I would do is I would see if like we were reading out loud I would take notice each kid was reading three paragraphs right and I look at the clock okay it took each kid one minute and there's four people in front of me and I do the math so that I would leave for the bathroom like two minutes ahead of my time then I would go to the back I would do all this scientific work just not to read and then you're like, well, how'd you do your homework? Well, when I was at home, I would say like my mom, and my dad, I'd be like, oh, my eyes are tired. Can you read this to me? You know? And then you're like, Robin, how'd you pass tests? I didn't pass tests. I remember in like, I think it was ninth grade. It was the ninth or 10th. I got like a 12 on a history test out of a 100. It was actually harder to get a 12 than it was to like get like a, just a regular failing grade. I had to get every single question wrong to get a 12. It was crazy. And I, no one knew. And I had this like secret. I remember I, I was, I went to acting sleepaway camp and we had a, you know, audition and what I would always do was I would take this side and I would go to someone, I'm like, Hey, can you just read this? My eyesight's not too good. And they would read it to me. And I was a brilliant memorizer. And then I would go in and do the audition. And I remember I was in the audition and they said, Oh, actually Robin, we gave you the wrong sides. Can you read for this character? And I was like, Oh, can I step outside? I'll be right back. They're like, No, 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 just read it cold. It's fine. And I was like, no, 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 I'm just gonna step outside. They're like, no, Robin, it's fine. And so I started reading and I got like three words in and I couldn't do it. And I just started crying and I ran out and I thought I was like, I thought my whole cover was blown and it wasn't until I sat down for the PSATs and I got a negative 200. I think you get get 200 just for writing your name correct. At the time, I don't know if it's still this way, but it's at a 1600 back then. I think it's back to that now. But um, I really got like a crazy score. And that's kind of when my parents were like, "Mm, I think you need help. (laughs) Like this is not, something's up. So they took me to this um, reading lab outside the school. And that's when at 16, they realized I was on a fourth grade reading level. I learned how to read that year. And then I sat down for the SATs and got a six. No, not a six. I got a 1280 because I wasn't stupid. I just literally couldn't read. And then once I got a 1280, you could keep taking it as many times as you want. But because I had all these learning disabilities on top of not being able to read, I was allowed extra time. So I'd already sat down for this SATs for like 30 hours. And I was like, you know what? This is as good as it gets. So that is my double life for many years. Anyway, let's get in security because I want to hear his double life. Hey. Did you know I couldn't read? I, mean, well, I know you know I, now, d- yeah. but like back but you, in the day. But you know, as
2: a former teacher hearing, you know, stuff you're saying, yes, a lot of kids who d- d- couldn't read would never say it. It's the ones who don't want to or the ones that say, I don't want to read. I, I yeah. don't know how to read. But what you know you, if you
1: if you actually don't know how to read it's like your deepest darkest secret. Yeah. Oh no
2: and and what those tricks of getting by they, they all do it. Yeah. That's, I would even really do it during, during it.
1: Passover because mm-hmm. you know how you'd have to go around to the read yep. at the Seder. I would do the same thing. I'd be like, "Okay, so there's two more people before I have to read my part of the and I would quickly go to the bathroom exactly. or something." Dang, that, that's, so but as a kid you didn't know.
2: No no clue.
1: Did you know something was wrong with it? <laughs>
2: Like, damn, she's stupid compared to
1: the rest of us.
2: <laughs> I'm not saying anything. You know,
1: I, I've spoken to mom about this. I'm like, did you know? She's like, we knew you were struggling in school, but we cared more about your physical health at the mm-hmm. time that we just didn't care. Yeah. It, it's her?
2: Is her? And that happens. That you know, that that, that thing takes priority. All right. Do you have a double life? I would say what's just going on now is a double life. What do you mean? You know, just uh, being security and being. Me, uh, you know, again, like how you know me, or we we're hanging out with family, you know that it's a different. Do you, fe- do you feel like security is a different person than... Oh, 100%. Really? Yeah. I see no difference.
1: So what? So <laughs> Tell me,
2: what do you think is different? Well, you, I think the real me would do a great job at the end of each show. <laughs> I don't know what security's, oh, 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 so security's doing. security's a character? Messing yes, up this it's podcast. all security, yeah. <laughs> is it weird for
1: you when you're walking down... Because the- we get recognized now. Yes. Well, is it weird for you when you hear security?
2: Well, only because, you know, somebody might be yelling for it. The real security. (laughs) It'd be funny if it's the other way around. Like, someone's like, help security. Yes. Like, (laughs)
1: Like, what can I do? Who are you? That's funny. Well, we, uh, guys, one of the first shows on the road since security became security, because, you know, he, he helps me at my shows. He runs all the sound cues and video cues. So, <laughs> like, I did not tell the comedy club that the fans and I call my brother security. So I'm on stage, and I'm like, security. And then all of a sudden, the actual security starts running towards the stage. So I'm like, no, 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 not you. i Security. So now every time we go to a new venue, we have to explain Always. to them, I'm going to yell security like five times throughout the show. Do not rush the stage. And usually
2: I'll wait to put on my security oh, shirt. Oh, that's right, because you wear a security but shirt. But I wait till you tell them because then they're going to see me and they're like, you're the, <laughs> you're the security? <laughs> <You're the> i <security." laughs> Uh, why did we, how did we come up with the name Security? Um, it was when you gave the check to the um, the wait staff and I and you were, instead of saying that you're with your brother, I kept on jumping and saying I'm your security because uh, you had yeah, money. Yeah. You had money, so uh, you
1: kind of are my security. Yeah, except I'm protecting you.
2: Yes.
1: <laughs> All right. I uh, I'm really excited to bring on our guest. As I said, he's my my little baby cousin. Even though he's about five feet taller than me. Uh, please, everyone, welcome my cousin Sammy Shaw. Uh-huh. Hi. Hi, Robin. How are you? Hi, security. Thank you so much for coming on. It's my
3: pleasure. I'm so excited. Congratulations on your podcast. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Guys, when I first, you know, found out I was going to be doing a podcast with Betches, my entire family's at my house and I'm like I'm doing a podcast and Betches is producing it and majority of my family is like over the age of 60 and they're like yeah we don't know what that means and Sammy was like no you don't understand this is a huge social <laughs> network I really appreciate it because you went you kind of explained to them that this was like very exciting yes, yeah. so okay so I'm really curious how you got started in drag like is this something I do know as kids we used to dress me and your brother used to dress you up in heels and lipstick all oh, the time
3: absolutely we to play like pretty, pretty princess, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was any such excuse a good game. to wear jewelry.
1: <laughs> so shocking when Sammy came out to me. Uh, <laughs> do I still remember when you came out to
3: me? No, but I'm sure you were just like, and yeah, I was. <laughs> we, like, were sitting, we
1: were sitting on your couch in your living room, and you're like, I just want to tell you, Robin, I'm gay. I'm oh, I like We this. know, Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, okay, so how old were you when you came out? Actually, I don't remember.
3: Honestly, I waited a while, everyone else knew, mm. but I waited till I was about 20. Yeah. Um, and I had dated all these girls beautiful, before then. Beautiful oh, women. thank you. Um, and I'm sure they're all in therapy now, <laughs> um, especially after seeing me in drag.
1: <laughs> Aren't we all?
3: Oh, yeah. I think they're bewildered by it, maybe. Yeah.
1: And what was like the deciding factor to come out?
3: It was time. I knew forever, Yeah, but it was, I actually met a, a guy, a guy who I really liked and I wanted to be with this person. So I was like, well, I guess if I want to bring him around, I have to let people know that I'm <laughs> yeah. A homosexual.
1: Yeah. And when you couldn't have asked for a better family to come oh, out to. Oh my goodness.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's like, I wish our family on everyone. Like the example, our family said, I wish that for everyone. It was just like, there's nothing I could say or do ever, whether it's romance, personal beliefs, whatever it is, that I could tell my family and they wouldn't just receive it with love. Yeah, And I think that's, it all just comes down to love or hate or f- love or fear. And it's a choice and our family always chose and chooses still love.
1: Yeah, like to to the tenth power. I, I I can't think of a situation that we could can't go to our not just like his parents or my parents, but and our siblings, but also our aunts and uncles. Oh, yeah. Our grandparents. <laughs> yeah. Like like you wouldn't think, you know, again, our grandparents are past, but like we just have such a family where it's oh, you wanna do drag? When we all go to Sam Michelle, we're gonna start getting into the drag in a second, but I just remember um, I went to one of I went to one of Sammy's shows and it was the first time I was going and it was the first time my dad at seventy was going and our uncle Uncle Jay at sixty-nine and I remember like so you hadn't come on stage yet and it was this guy and his his penis was out his boobs were out he had like everything out there you know it's a wild time and i turn around and my dad and uncle jay are beaming like they're having the ground like what is happening like oh, yeah. i was fine with with everything going on stage i was more uncomfortable with the joy that they were having behind me okay we're totally skipping ahead so all right you came out when were you introduced to drag
3: So in my early 20s, you know, we're from New York. So I was always going into the city at a young age and Brooklyn, and that's where it all started. My friends and I would go into Brooklyn and we found these queer spaces and drag was just, I mean, drag's crazy now. It's completely blown up because of Drag Race Mm -hmm. and it's become mainstream. But this was like at a time when that wasn't the case and it was honestly cooler. (laughs) Um, So we would go to Brooklyn and just see these wild performances so avant-garde so like mesmerizing and uh, inspiring so that was my first foray into drag just seeing these like art freaks in brooklyn doing it and it wasn't just like female impersonation and pageantry it was just like smeared lipstick and punk rock and it was just like so exciting yeah so that's what turned me on yes exactly so that's what turned me on and then drag race had been out, but I hadn't seen it till like 2013, 14. And then, if like it was just all from there, it just blew up for me. So, I what was, was
1: the first time you tried it? Um,
3: I think in 2000, well, like we were saying, even when I was a kid, <laughs> I was <laughs> What I was, was the first time you, you like, went
1: to a bar or a venue yeah, or somewhere so, to try it? So,
3: in like 2018, 17, I found a group of people who also wanted to do it, and Brooklyn offers. These places where any beginning baby drag person can go and perform, and like the open stages. So that's what I did, and that you know, that's what sort of nurtured the drag for me in Brooklyn. So I have to like give Brooklyn props, Brooklyn drag get props to, for that for for helping me.
1: You know, when the first time I tried stand up, I go, uh, I went, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Did you have a similar feeling?
3: I even till now, I'm like, why am I doing this? <laughs> <laughs> So every time I get on stage and I perform I leave and I question everything and I think that's part of art and part of being an artist is just like continuously questioning why you're doing something and what you're doing it for and it helps propel me in this as a career because a lot of people do this for fun. I'm trying to make this a career and that's you have to have that mindset because you're constantly saying how can I push the limits? How can I affect change how can I use this platform because drag queens are a sentinel in the drag community they are beacons they're so highly respected now it's like crazy when you dress in drag the floodgates open people like clear the way for you they give you free drinks they do all these things for you when you're out of drag they don't know you from Adam and they're just like okay please move away you know but in drag it's like you're this super person just so you have superpowers in drag
1: I had no clue the Again, I, this is years ago before I really, half you, but half also just, I think the times and like you're saying, it's so big now. I just again thought it was men dressing up as women and lip singing. That's what I thought it was. Now I'm realizing everyone has like a message behind it or an artist, they want it to be artistic or it's like something so much bigger. And I remember one of the first times I saw that was, it was um, a half comedy show, half drag, a burlesque type.
3: Is drag yeah. burlesque? Um there can be drag performers who do burlesque, but they're considered separate art forms. But you know, I'm sh- I've seen many a drag performer who participates in burlesque, which is very, you know, like, you know, tits out tintillating. Yeah. You know, what 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 my dad and, and uncle like <laughs> <laughs> what our family enjoys.
0: Yeah, I really like doesn't like the PG stuff. <laughs> um
1: <laughs> People are like, you guys call your family loving. We call them
4: gross. <laughs> Perverts. <laughs>
1: Perverts. Should really meet our Uncle Jay. Oh, okay. No. I'm kidding. He just listens to this. That's a hi, Uncle Jay. <laughs> time I've seen you, you're always doing either a different song or a different dance Mm -hmm. or a different look. When you're preparing for a show, do you go, okay, tell me
3: what your preparation is? So a lot of times it's what the show calls for. You've seen me in doing competitions, and so the competition has strict guidelines and there's a theme, you know, or I'm I'm in a drag band, we're called the Bad Judys, and we're the only drag band around. Each member of the band is a drag performer, we're all drag queens, and we all play instruments and we sing. So we know that when we're doing a show, we have to be musicians, you know, and like we have to but we choose and that's what's so amazing about drag is like I can crumple up my entire drag persona throw it away and then the next time you see me I'm a completely different iteration of mm-hmm. Worshiper which is the name of my drag persona. So that's why it's so exciting because I can just keep reinventing myself.
1: Now every time you do drag you're always Worshiper. So that's it's yes. either I'm talking to my cousin Sammy or I'm I'm talking to Worshiper. Do a lot of drag queens have one one persona or is it some drag queens have like 20
4: personas yeah there's
3: a couple I mean I I know drag queens who they are we all know them by their name like I would be worshiper but maybe sometimes at a show I'll play a certain character like as if it was like the Carol Burnett show you know like she's Carol Burnett but like she's playing that famous character that everyone knows right so it's like that
1: what do you ever get discrimination against like while you're in drag
3: no I think because I'm a 6 foot 2 like pretty like (laughs) Belt, yeah. Man, <laughs> I don't yeah. ever and then in drag I'm six seven <laughs> so I don't <laughs> Do
1: I have to when when this episode comes out I have a picture of me and worshiper and it's like oh without drag you're a good two feet taller sure. than me and then when you're dressed as worshiper she's like 15 feet tall and yeah. I'm like resting on your
3: boobs yeah <laughs> like... <laughs> I'm hugging the top of your head yeah. yeah I mean but listen I'm fortunate because there are I hear stories all the time and my drag sisters people in the community just being harassed or you know vandalized or robbed or whatever it is all the time. Yeah. So it's it's very apparent, especially in New York City.
1: I know. I take for granted. We started off with our family so accepting, but it's like I, then I hear stories and I'm like, gosh, this world is so scary sometimes yeah. with like the backlash. Sure. Because you know you used to do it at a bar around the corner from yeah. from me, but that bar closed. Are you feeling right now? What's the temperature in the city with like queer spaces?
3: Queer spaces are continuing to just pop up all over the place and we're actually the Bad Judys my band are starting a residency at a new venue that's opening up called Red Eye uh, which is right behind Port Authority so it's nice and trashy um, <laughs> and we'll be there once a week so like there's opportunity everywhere. Everywhere you look as a drag queen if you want to perform if you want to build a community or what we consider your chosen family or drag family it's all there for you in New York City. You just have to activate it.
1: So let's say someone wants to get into drag like I know you're saying there's all these spaces yeah. what, what do they type what, where do they go what do um, they type in? What if
3: someone wants to do drag my advice is don't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Find a Another hobby. Um,
3: but no, if they And not re- stand up, because
1: that's no better.
3: <laughs> but if they really wanted to, um, you know, there are there's a place called Macri Park in Williamsburg that does open sets there, like places you know, uh I would say go try try out a competition. Try out like an a amateur competition where, you know, it's all amateur drag queens like getting on stage for the first time and have the potential to win whatever, $1,000 or whatever it is.
1: What is – do you have any disaster shows or disaster moments as worshiper?
3: Um, that's a really good question. I mean, listen, every show – I'm a perfectionist, so I always think something's wrong at every show. Yeah, <laughs> um, I guess the worst thing that could happen is like I really bust my ass on my heels, which has happened many times, or like a trip over a wire on stage or whatever it is, you know? Um, I don't have many physical tricks that I can do because I'm just not a dancer. So my main thing is like, jumping off of really high spaces onto my knees for some
1: reason so right so like mine too so
3: so i think in like a year or two i just won't have kneecaps like they'll be completely shattered so it's like there's some occupational hazards for sure do you have a favorite show a favorite show that like
1: like a memory
3: so every halloween or holiday show i've ever done is my favorite i just love it it's the bad judys we do a christmas show and a halloween show every year and we kill it like we just do we go all out we my lead singer uh wesley my drag sister goes from head to toe is the grinch she performs as the grinch like the entire facial prosthetics everything so we it's really amazing Um, the other highlight of my career thus far has been my father who's a musician you know uncle gary um he and i started a project together uh, so that we could perform together me in drag You were there at our last show uh, at Dixon Place uh, a little over a year ago. And yeah, that was like the highlight for me. Just being able to be with my father in front of the entire family in drag, just performing.
1: I'm going to dive in more on that with just so that fill in people. So um, his father, my uncle Gary, also my godfather. Sammy's downplaying this man's genius as a musician. Like he's performed all over the world. Mm -hmm. Like not just he did, you know. Carnegie Hall, like, he, but yeah. he's been like all around the world. He's like a brilliant, brilliant musician, but classically, you know, he played like every instrument. What's the. Marimba
3: was his main instrument. Any sort of like mallet hand drummy yeah, thing was. But like
1: just like a real brilliant genius. And so he, he was, he's passed. He passed this past year, but. About when did he come up with this idea that he, he wanted to do his own shows and have you do it well, in drag, a part of it? When
3: I started doing drag. drag. Yeah, when he started coming to my shows, yeah. so he's like, okay, this has to happen. Oh,
1: oh yes. So Sammy's doing a drag show, and he invites, like, the whole family, right? And so we go. This is this is after my dad and my uncle Jay saw <laughs> them. But he invites his parents. And it was, like, one of their first times coming. And his dad was beaming because like I he he likes performers he yeah. likes the arts you know and he was seeing his son because Sammy his drag band like they were playing music they're singing they're dancing and they're in drag it was like such a you know performance and I see my uncle and I took pictures I, I've sent it to Sammy since but my uncle's like the beaming with pride and so then my uncle came up with this idea that he was going to write a write pieces, you know, classical pieces and, you know, rent out theaters and perform and have his son do drag and sing his music while he played. And they did a few. And then his very last show before he passed, it was I it's like one of my favorite moments probably of my life, because not only is my uncle playing, not only is my cousin in drag like (laughs) doing the show, but they also made a like little short music video yeah
3: like a video component to go yeah. to be playing while we're all on stage playing live music
1: yeah and um so you had that behind it my uncle who like we all knew was dying like everyone in that room knew he was dying and then you have, like, the most amazing performance of all time. It was so beautiful. But that wasn't the best part of the night. And I keep bringing this up to, I brought it up to, you know, your, your father. I brought it up to you. I brought it up to your mom. But, like, the best part was afterwards. They did a and a And someone was, like, to, to Gary. They're, like, Gary, you are classically trained. You come from a very, like, reserved background. And your son does drag. Like, how was that finding out? And my uncle goes, why have a son who's a doctor when you could have a son who's a drag queen? And like the, the whole place just like started applauding. And first off, that describes who he is yes. to a T because like he will find what your strength is and will drill home like this is yes, amazing. magnify that and yeah. make
3: that happen. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So it was, I, it, I know that was one of your, your top performances, but I think everyone in the audience, that was like their favorite day because it was just such an epic It was just, it was so epic. It was really
3: epic. Everything culminated in that one night, like family being brought together, just all the love. And again, I have to like bring it back to love. It's just about like, no matter what, just acceptance and love is the key to creation and creativity and nurturing someone, just someone's life. If they're an artist or whatever it is that they're doing, just be there to support them.
1: Okay, so while we're talking about your dad and your mom is just as supportive. Yes. Um that's that's my godmother, <laughs> my Aunt Debbie. But uh how did you tell them that you were gonna start doing drag? Um,
3: I think Oh, actually, no. Now I remember. Okay, do you remember when my brother Jerry was leaving New York City and I hired a drag queen to come to the park? We were having a party in Central Park and I hired this fabulous drag queen named Jasmine Rice to come to the park and sing and perform for everyone. And it was like a lot of people in our family's first time seeing a drag queen, like like a, a modern drag queen. You know, I'm sure they've seen like. Someone track. walking down the street, yeah. yeah. And so I think that planted the seed. And I sort of was alluding to the fact that like, oh yeah, this is a, a person that, a, a colleague, like someone that I work with, you know? Yeah. And then it sort of just snowballed from there. And then it was the brunch. And I was like, well, remember Jasmine? Well, I do that too. <laughs> and uh, you should come see me. And they were just so, they were like, what? That's so exciting. And it's funny because people just, it, it's unassuming when you look at me sometimes, yeah. especially the people who've known me for so long, they're like, that It seems so arbitrary. Like, oh, you're doing drag? Like, okay. <laughs> it's yeah, like,
1: it's, it's funny. Well, first off, you are straight passing, would you say, right? Yeah. Um, like, 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 when people meet you, do they know you're gay?
3: Some do, and some don't, you know? I'm yeah. also like, uh, listen, I, labels are labels, and I, right. I'm kind of over them, but, like, I consider myself, it's all a spectrum. Yeah. So, like, I'm attracted to many different types of people. I wouldn't consider myself pansexual, but I would what's I,
1: pansexual?
3: It's when you're attracted to, like, different types of other sexualities or genders. Okay. So like maybe if you're into like, you know, a uh a female but also men or maybe like a trans man or whatever it is like yeah. if you're in this sort of So pan liminal... just means
1: like you just yeah. all over the place of what you like. Yes. Okay and then what's so I feel like no. Let's, let's in, educate. Let's educate. Okay okay. <laughs> um, what's... Okay so that's pansexual yeah. then what's okay what's queer or is that just so like an umbrella? Queer...
3: Uh, yeah exactly so queer obviously was a sort of derogatory term and the, the queer community like we usually do we reclaimed it and we like turned it on its head and now it's something that we're proud to say we are. Um, and yes, we, I use it as an umbrella term to mean everything, the, all the LGBTQIA, like all of that is under the queue. Yeah. Um, but listen, every single person is different. And I know that it's, it's complicated and kind of annoying to some people that you have to like know about pronouns and what to call someone and you don't want to offend someone, blah, blah, blah. I'm okay. I'm I'm sure of myself. I'm sure about who I am and I don't really care what anyone else thinks. So like if someone doesn't know or calls me the wrong thing or mislabels me, like it's, I don't yeah. care. It's okay. You know?
1: It's so funny because I, you know, let's say someone corrects me, right? I'm like, oh, sorry, I'll do it. Like sometimes people are like, why do I have to do that? I'm like, what's the big deal? Yeah. So if you call someone, let's say I called you bambi and you're like i actually rob my name sammy i'd go oh i'm sorry and then i would just start calling you sammy or at least i would try to remember to call you sammy and not bambi <laughs> I <don't
3: know> <laughs> sure maybe that's my new drag I mean? persona
1: <laughs> that is a good drag oh, it's name, right, name yeah. bambi? it's also
3: like a stripper name but
1: yeah okay so now if i go into stripping we you know what it's gonna be bambi shaw <laughs> but um <laughs> now if your name is bambi we're not calling you sorry. a stripper don't write in <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, people take like, it's like such a big deal to be corrected or takes so it's like, you no, know, we're all and learning, I, and we're I, all growing, yes, we're all working. And I understand
3: that for people who are questioning a lot of things about their identity or their bodies or whatever, their sexuality, yeah. it is very important to have that assurance from the outside world Mm -hmm. of what you view yourself as so those people calling you the things you want to hear is important
1: yeah yeah i i agree i think like it's everyone's job to try and i think it's everyone's job to be understanding on both ends you know like if someone messes up your pronouns or what you prefer or what you like, I think you should correct them yep. and you should want to be called and identified the way you want to. And I, th- I th- and be understanding that people are learning. And on the flip side, people need to be understanding that someone wants to be called or identified or be whoever they are. It's like the theme of this interview is like be loving and understanding, yeah. you know, well, again, okay, unless accept, you're an asshole. Just accept.
3: Yeah, unless you're, <laughs> unless you're a an shitty asshole. person.
1: I, yeah, then I don't give a shit. But um, it, it's, it's so. Weird. Okay, so there's pants. Okay, there's so many letters.
3: <laughs> well, I think we're getting off topic. <laughs>
1: off to- I know we're supposed to talk about double lives <laughs> and drag, but now I'm so curious.
3: Yeah, I mean, so uh, we were talking about how unassuming it seems that I would do drag. Oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because you're yeah. saying Thanks I'm straight passing. Yeah, yeah, you were saying I'm straight passing. And yeah, I, I again, like I've hooked up with females recently, you know, like, it's just like a, it's how I'm feeling at the time. It's like, again, I don't like to box myself in into mm-hmm. anything. And I think we're so quick, especially in the U S to like, you have to check off this box on the application and this box and this box. And yeah, it's like, people yeah. need to know exactly what you are so that they can either identify you or hate you or, you know, not give you money right, or give you yeah. whatever it is to
1: put you in a box, yeah, essentially a, box. Yeah, a demographic,
3: yeah. a, a statistic, whatever. Yeah. I'm over it.
1: Um, uh, what? So, okay. So back
3: to <laughs> back to the top at hand.
1: You know what? Nothing I ever do stays on topics. this is this is super super fitting. Um, uh, okay, so you back to telling your parents.
3: Yes. So I told my parents. They were just like exactly the same way when I came out to you. They were just yeah. like amazing, and yeah, yeah. you know. And so
1: when they saw the drag, they were like, oh they loved it. Yeah. You
3: know. And my mom's like sending photos to yeah. all of her friends. Sammy's and, you know.
1: mom's also a musician. So yes. it's like performing is. By the way, neither of my parents have any music. Actually, my dad used yeah. to play the drums. I heard.
3: I heard about your dad as the drummer he yes. tells
1: a lot of people no one's ever well, heard of my him play. dad
3: told me about your father being a, a well, drummer my, i think house. my
1: dad when you're right your to eds were kids I, my dad taught your dad yeah and your then dad your, encouraged
3: my yeah, father and then to your, be your dad a, took r- off and right. my dad
1: went into accountant <laughs> yeah it's so you know what was really you're gonna be surprised you know who i'm most surprised that was so supportive of you can you guess
3: uh grandma
1: no although you're, who uh your brother, Jerry. Really? Like, I mean, because like he's, I, I i remember when you started doing drag, he was your biggest supporter.
3: Oh, he's, st- I'm and sure he, he st- still is he your still biggest. Is. He goes
1: yeah. to, I would say he goes to, whenever you go to your shows, he'll go to your shows. Yeah. I mean, our aunt and uncle's probably your biggest because they go to all the shows, but that's because they they live in New York. But I was, because you know, not that I thought Jerry wouldn't be, but I was like, oh, I love how supportive yeah. Jerry is. It's
3: so funny. So Jerry and I, I can't even just, dis- I can't put into words the depth of our relationship because yeah. we're brothers. Like it just, it's it, it's a universal like thing. It's just incredible. Um, But it's just interesting like all of the fear that I had about coming out of all different things, like whether yeah. I was gay or drag queen, whatever it is, like anything I thought was a secret and like living this life and I couldn't tell anyone. When I told the people that I love and they were so accepting, thinking back at it, I'm like, what was I so afraid of? Like why? Like it's so silly thinking that I couldn't just be honest about myself to these people. Like, and if they hadn't accepted me, like I would have, you know, moved forward. I would have lived my life based off of those reactions too. But like, that's my advice to anyone listening right now. Just like, just, there's, you're gonna look back and realize like how silly it might have been not to just let people know that you have this other thing yeah, going on, regardless or,
1: what it is. Yeah. Not even just drag. Like I mean, whatever. listen, if
3: you're into some like kinky fetish stuff, like maybe oh, keep had, that. Did, maybe keep that. You know? Are you
1: kidding? That was like two weeks ago. I did an sure. episode. On but Taco. I understand. Like
3: I understand why some people keep that <laughs> <Yeah>. secret. <laughs> I mean, we had
1: some people calling about weird <laughs> shit, but we were we said no judgment to everything. Um. Yeah. You know what? I'm sure people are nervous, yourself included, because there's been so many times that you see other people have come out and not been accepted so it can it can be a scary thing but i do think when you have these double lives whatever it is when you do share it and if you get accepted there's probably nothing better
3: yeah and it's just a weight off your shoulders like you know how they say like stress is the number one killer like it really that weight of what you're carrying is real yeah it's you know it's like this This release, this weight off your shoulders, it's amazing.
1: So do you feel at times that you're living a double life, that like you have this personality and you're, and your Sammy personality? Yes,
3: and I love the fact that I can turn this, flip the switch, I can like be this big boobed, six foot seven, big blum, bimbo drag queen, yeah, and then switch it off, take the wig off, untuck my junk, and <laughs> take the heels off, and then I'm me, Sammy. Um, and it's funny because the lines get blurred all the time, like mm-hmm. I'll be out in the in the club or wherever, out of drag, and people still call me worshiper, because that's just how they know me. They don't, Most people don't know my guys government names. Right. (laughs) Um, so it's fun to be able to turn it on and turn it off. And then also it's fun like when the lines are blurred as well. It's just like an experience that you have to sort of like dive into and just let it like come over you and, and just accept it, you know?
1: And I have to say, watching from, like, when you first started to recently, your makeup has gotten better. Oh, your, thank you. Your movements have gotten better. You have just grown so much. Thank you. That like, I used to call it, say Sammy when I would see you as yeah. worshiper, but now it's like when I see worshiper, I see you know, yeah. worshiper.
3: And that's what it—I mean, drag artists are just artists. It's about— Building a brand, it's about, you know, it's like the starving artist life. You just gotta, like, it's hustling and creating a name for yourself and an image and an iconography like around who you are. Uh, Like like what you're doing.
1: Yeah, except like, I'm I'm fake. You have two different personalities. (laughs) I have one and then I just fake the talent on the other end. But okay, so anyone who wants to follow Sammy's worshiper life and performing and everything, make sure you follow him on Instagram and TikTok.
3: I'm not on TikTok, but I really should you be. You
1: should be. I I, know. I feel like Worshipper would do so well uh, on there. I need like
3: a social media manager. Oh my gosh, <laughs>
1: don't we all? <laughs> higher security, they'll do it. Okay, so it's at Worshipper.
3: Worship her, H-E-R. H-E-R. It's like a play on words, yeah.
1: W-O-R-S-H-I-P-H-E-R-D-R-A-G. And and then um if you want to follow his drag band, that's the Bad Judy's T-H-E-B-A-D-J-U-D. I E S We started this episode Saying how like I didn't know how to read And I have dyslexia And I have all this stuff Ron. I'm like this is a lot of letters You should see When I first come in Every every episode I have to read the commercials And they give me A piece of paper And every time I'm like oh fuck oh, no. <laughs> It's like all this Trauma come back Also so you have uh, The residency That's coming out
3: At Red Eye at- NYC Yes.
1: and um, I'm sure you post that stuff yes. on, on the Bad Judy's count. and then you have a pageant coming yes. up on October 15th I love
3: pageants yes I'm really excited I love competing it just like it takes it brings all of your like creativity to a, a point to like the biggest like most it's like you have to like peacock and just like present yourself on stage and it's just like so competitive and vicious and these queens are like throwing pearls on the ground so you trip <laughs> and it's, just, it's amazing.
1: Actually so. the time I was talking about with my dad and my uncle, it was a page. it was like a competition. Yes, 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 and yes, it yes. was intense. Yes. <laughs> uh and that is at in um
3: October fifteenth, Miss Hell's uh, Kitchen Panel. Hell,
1: right? Yes. And you can find more information at his at his uh, Instagram, worship her drag, Sammy. Thank you so much for coming. On. I love you so much, my little baby you. cousin.
3: Yes, <laughs> we have to play dress up soon. Maybe we maybe we could do our, each other's makeup or something like that.
1: You'd be so much better doing my makeup <laughs> than I would be at yours. Well, thank you, Sammy, so much. I love you. Thank you
3: so much. It was my pleasure, and I'm so proud of you, and so happy that you have a podcast.
1: <laughs> um, okay, so now we're gonna open up the lines. Can Sec- I say one thing? What did people forget? Security. Was here?
2: <laughs> 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 what? No, that uh, Uncle Gary, uh, forty-seven years ago, performed at Town Hall. That's where I'm going to be performing. It's and actually, we didn't know this till
1: recently. I did town. I'm doing Town Hall, and then our, our other aunt and uncle was like, "Wait,
2: Gary performed there forty-six, and then forty-seven I years ago." Found a picture online of him, of him playing yeah. at no, Town Hall. Yeah, that's so freaking cool. So, do you know who he played with? Ah, uh, steve reich oh the, wow um, yeah yeah very cool
1: okay so you ready to open up the lines we don't have a lot of time let's take like one or two calls of people who have other double lives
2: okay robin we have amy on the phone hi amy hi robin thanks
1: you for coming on call waiting Of course. So today's topic is
0: double lives. (laughs) So, what do you have for us? Oh, gosh. So, when I was in about third grade, there was a new girl at school, and I thought it'd be really fun and very cool to be a twin. So, I lied to her and I told her that I was a twin, and that my twin's name was Rebecca, and I would bring an extra shirt in and I would change during lunchtime or during recess. And then I'd go and introduce myself as, you know, either Amy or Rebecca, and I kept it going for almost a week until one of my friends squealed on me and told her I did not have a twin, and then she never talked to me again, and I was heartbroken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait! I'm actually like, super impressed that you were able to pull it off for a week. I was very excited, and I just thought this was going to be the best thing ever, and she would never find out. I just, I just assumed it would go on forever. And I was very surprised when she figured it out. I was like, what? I was so careful. <laughs> <laughs> so you would change your clothes? Would you also change like your, the way you would speak? Yeah, a little bit. But, I mean, I was in third grade, so I don't remember right. it that well. But I, I, I'm sure my acting skills were, you know, right up there. Like Academy Award I, level, for I sure. I still think that's really impressive. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so much fun. And I just had, I was just lying. I was just a little fibber. I just love to make up stories. So I just created this whole other person.
1: I, uh, now I kind of want to see if I could pull that off. Like if I could trick someone into thinking I'm two different people.
0: All right. Next podcast. (laughs) You definitely should. I, I had a, um, a cousin that would always give a different name when she went into Starbucks. She would give like Ursula C witch, or she would say, you know, some ridiculous name and it was just so much fun. But I, I can never quite pull that off. Oh my gosh! I wonder. This would actually be an amazing science
1: experiment if I go on Hinge or one of the dating sites and I say to a guy like, "Oh, let's go out on a first date," and then I should message him and say, "Hey, I wasn't feeling it, but I think my twin sister would like you." And then go.
0: Wait, is this too mean to do to a man? (laughs) Because I I think this could be an amazing. You have a whole other chance. You have a whole other person. You right again? i know no you know what i should do i should message this guy that
1: i went on a few dates with that is ghosting me and i should message him and be like hey i know you're ghosting me but my twin sister i actually think you would really like just to get him to respond and go out with me again you totally should you can change your
0: whole persona
1: <laughs> i love it i love it see double lives way to go all right thank you so much for coming on call waiting Thanks, Robin. I know we've already told this story, but security went out with this girl and then um, kind of ghosted her. And then, well, you didn't yeah, ghost her. I didn't ghost her. her. Just, no, you it, just broke it, up. Yeah,
2: and it just, yeah. It didn't, just end didn't end well. Didn't end well. And then you ran into her. And she started, she was like. She went, security? Yeah, security. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, I'm Mike. I'm his twin brother. Is everything okay? She's like, well, you tell him that he's an a-hole. I was like, I will. Like, he is. I, I will, definitely. And he's ugly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take one more call. All right, Robin, we have Annabelle on the line. Hi, Annabelle. Robin, I'm
4: such a huge fan. You have no idea. I've been following your career for so long. I think you're just the absolute best. And I'm so happy for you. I think
1: you're the absolute best. Uh, Thank you so much. I appreciate you saying that. And thank you for coming on
4: call waiting. Yeah. So when I heard what the topic was, I knew I had to call in because I have been living a double life for quite some time now. It's not something that I really talk about too, too often but I kind of think this is a perfect opportunity for me to talk about it on your show. If you don't mind, (laughs) please. I'm so excited to hear. Okay. So I started doing dominatrix work, not that long ago, but it's something that I thought about doing for a long time. And through the support of some close friends who are also sex workers, they convinced me that I should give it a shot. So I have been, and girl, it's been the greatest thing I've ever done. And I am not looking back. Oh my gosh. So, so you have like
1: you, you, right. That your friends and family know, and then you have this other life as a dominatrix.
4: Pretty much. So basically like how it all started was I was dating this guy and he really just kind of I, I'm gonna say he had mommy issues. Is that like is that like a kosher? Can I say that out loud? I think he has <laughs> sure, some mommy issues. Nothing on this podcast is kosher. <laughs> okay, great, great, great. So so he so he had some mommy issues that I think that I was kind of trying to help him work out, but it really just kind of turned into more of like a sexual fetish thing, and I realized that I actually like was really really good at it. Um, if you want, I can tell you like a little story of like what maybe like an average day looks like for me is that cool yeah sure why not okay so (laughs) so basically like you
1: know you know i just so you know um this is a my cousin's on this episode so i feel like there's a lot of family listening at this point i need all family members to turn off the podcast (laughs) yeah family members okay continue tell me a day in the life of a a dominatrix
4: (laughs) all right so now that, you know, your, your mom's not listening anymore, I'll tell you what's going on. <laughs> so, um, I'll just give you a little example. So I, one of my clients, I have him come to my house and I leave on the doorknob of my house. I leave a blindfold. And so I tell him before he comes in, he has to put the blindfold on. So he comes into my house. He hasn't even seen me. You know, he's only, he only knows me cause I was, I was referred to him from somebody else, but, but he, so he comes in. And I have him get on the floor and I have him crawl down my hallway. I have a long hallway in my house. And so I have him crawl down the hallway with his blindfold on. He doesn't know what the hell's going on. And I have him like crawl into my living room. I have sit him on the couch and then I hand him a bottle of champagne. And I say, drink this whole bottle of champagne right now. And he like freaking loved it. He drinks the whole thing. Then I put a collar on his neck and I walk him to the bathroom are you laughing? Sorry. <laughs> I can't stop giggling. Okay, keep going. I'm not mature enough for this call. This call. I walk him to the bathroom. I tell him you have exactly three minutes to have take a shower. And if you don't, if you're not out of the shower in three minutes, you're in really big trouble. You have exactly three minutes. <laughs> cuz you know I want them clean. I don't want them dirty. It's too gross, you know? I uh, obviously. <laughs> okay. So basically what I do then is I, you know, I get to the bathroom. He's out put the I put the leash and collar back on, all right? And I'm walking him. This is so good. I'm walking him down the hallway. <laughs> and in 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 my hallway, I have like a little like like a like a little table where I put like my keys and, you know, letters and yeah. stuff. And I'm not really paying attention. And he like walks into the table <laughs> and knocks everything off. And it falls all over him. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You know, whatever. But then I bring him into my living room where I've actually moved all of the furniture out. And so all that there is in the living room now is just like literally a cowhide rug on the floor. Okay. So, uh, I, you know, he, I have him there. He's all blindfolded up. I have all the leather, the whip, the whips, the whole thing. I got it all the whole rigmarole, you know? And so, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm really lashing into him. He really was into humiliation. So it was a lot of, you know, like really intense, dirty talk and, you know, degradation really is the word. Do I like that personally for myself? No. But who am I to deny this to somebody who really needs right. this? You know what I mean? the pain cost. You're a giver. Right? Y- exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So then, um, you know, after a while of really, you know, I'll, 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 I'll spare you all the, the dirty details since this is a family show. Just kidding. But, <laughs> Not um, anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but basically... <laughs> I, I'll, I'll tell you. Security one my- left 20 minutes ago. Okay, Good. So I'll <laughs> tell you the best part. So I, I have him. He's he's my at this point. He's my human footstool. OK, so I have oh my God. feet. I have my feet up on his back and I like light a cigarette. I'm smoking the cigarette and then I spit on his back and then I put the cigarette out in the middle of his back and Oh it my was, God! It was it was like for him this was like pure ecstasy, you know. To anybody else that would be like terrible, but this yeah, is what abuse. this dude wants, yeah. you know.
1: So wow. okay, I have a question. I'm going to cut you off. Just okay. So that's one life, and then on the other life, please tell me you're like a nun
4: or a rabbi <laughs> or like something well, holy. I'll tell you this: I did go to Catholic school for <laughs> seven years of my life. But I think that okay. is exactly why I am this way. Because
1: I think you and I think you have the most double life. There, is. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> thank they- you so much for calling in. All this right. was
4: very educational. Yeah, you know, sometimes you just gotta do it for the you know, Robin do, show. Yeah, double life, double life. This way you can explore everything. <laughs> um, Alright, have a good day. Thank
1: you again all for right. calling in. I hope didn't scare right, Oh my gosh. Security, I will pay for your therapy bill for the next three months.
2: <laughs> wow!
1: Sammy, you came on quite an episode. Wow. Um, all right, security. Can you just what's our what's our end segment? I, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like nothing Thank can you. top that. I, I, all right, what,
2: what is that? I was going to see which sibling knows each other better since we have someone here that can like test us.
1: All right, how, how many rounds? Two, like three, three questions. How about one, two? Two
2: questions. How about one? Okay, one question.
1: <laughs> okay, all right. Let me uh, write out a question. You write out a question. All right. Okay, we're back. I wrote out three questions. So did I. And we will go until I'm bored.
2: <laughs> okay, deal.
1: Okay, so Sammy, you're the game show host. Which sibling knows which sibling? How's this double life? What? <laughs> Actually, you know what? I have no clue what topic. I don't is. <laughs> know
2: anymore. This was
1: this was the weird Sam Sammy. Everything went awry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Welcome to Cole Waiting. Oh
3: no.
1: <laughs> no, you're perfect. Okay. All right. So, Sam, to ask uh, security one question, and then you'll ask me one question.
3: Okay. Security. Yes. Name three of Robin's college friends. College friends?
1: Yeah. You have three seconds, otherwise um. The
2: game's um over. <laughs> no. Betty? Wilma? And Fred. And Fred. <laughs> you don't know. know any of my college friends. Um, what's her name? Uh, J- uh Je- Jess. Yes. Jess. Yeah. Um, uh, the 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 tall one. Um, even I know. You went to a wedding. With yes, her. I know. Um, oh, such an R.
1: Rebecca. Yep. And uh, who I went to New Zealand with. Oh, I'm, I'm Adam. Okay, this is terrible. I Wasn't just had to help. Christina, him. too. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Satan knows more than you do. He's bowing
3: oh, out Christina <laughs> to me.
1: Okay, I'm not going to give you that because I had to help.
3: Yes, okay. Okay, go. And it was over the three second. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Robin. Yeah. What type of arcade machine does security have in his apartment?
1: It's like a Donkey Kong. Yes.
3: Very good.
1: I'm an idiot. All right, round two.
3: Okay. Security. Yes. What is Robin's ultimate career goal? To have her own talk show.
1: Ding, ding, ding. Correct.
3: Robin. Yeah. What is Security's least favorite ice cream flavor?
1: Mint. Mint chocolate chip.
3: Yeah. I'm not an idiot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you say it 50 times a day.
3: I hate mint
2: chocolate chip. And
1: you don't like donuts. But I just... That's disgusting. Okay. Don't talk to me. Okay.
2: Okay. Secure. That's probably
1: the only thing we really fight about.
2: Yes. Is donuts. Is that I don't...
1: But what's wrong with you? It doesn't... Well, I am mean, not what's wrong with the
2: donuts. <laughs> what's wrong with me?
3: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Security. Yes. When you and Robin were kids... Yes. If mom and dad got divorced, who would Robin rather live with?
2: Mom. <laughs> yeah. Why? Because she she doesn't yell at you if you want to eat a lot of food. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: Let us eat whatever we want. That's so funny that you got that. You should yeah. get three points. Right wow, for right. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's keeping score by
0: no no way? <laughs> I don't
1: know if anyone's listening anymore. Hello. Is anyone there?
3: <laughs> okay. Robin, yeah. name all the states security has lived in.
1: All the states? Okay. California, Rhode Island, New York.
3: There you go.
2: Good job. I'm not an <laughs> <hitting> idiot. <laughs>
1: Alright, I would like to thank our guest, Sammy Shaw, for coming on today. Make sure you follow him on Instagram, worshipherdrag, W-O-R-S-H-I-P-H-E-R-D-R-A-G, or the Bad Judy's. Um, And make sure you check him out, and he has a pageant on October 15th, or you could see him at the Red Eye, where he's going to be doing his residency. Thank you, Sammy, so much for coming on. Thank you, on. I love you. I love you. Security? Yeah. Anyway, everyone, I also would like to take my calls. <laughs> I'd like to thank our calls for today. Um, If you want to know the topic every week, I post it on my Instagram and TikTok at Robin Shaw comic. And if you want to see me live, go to my website, www.RobinShaw.com. All right. We have another call. Call Waiting is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales-Picot. Editing by Basilio Perez and Jorge Morales-Picot. Guest booking by Allie Freelander. Be sure to follow me at Robin Shaw comic on Instagram and TikTok to find out our next topic and learn when to call each week. And give me a ring at 720-72-ROBIN. That's 720-727-6296.
0: Betches.